Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Lots of things are better together. Hockey, food, golf. How about a cold one on the patio during a nice spring day? But if you really want to take things to the next level, drink some Labatt Blue Lights with your friends and live life to the power of we. Always enjoy responsibly. Beer, Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi guys, this is Michael Lombardi. Thank you for listening to the GM Shuffle. We truly appreciate it. Besides this podcast, I also do a live daily show on VEASAN called The Lombardi Line. That's also in podcast form. Search for The Lombardi Line wherever you get your podcast and hit subscribe. We did something on the show I thought you'd like, so here's a clip. So let's talk the NFL because it never stops, right? It's always going and we're in that phase now, Booger, where... Every rookie looks great, you know, even though there hasn't been one team practice yet. Every rookie's going to be sensational, all those things. What's the one team that, as you study the league, that you don't think is being talked enough as could be a really good team? Yeah, you know, that's an interesting question. Um, I know we've kind of labeled them as a darling the last few years, and they haven't lived up to the bill, but... I like what the Chargers are doing if they can stay healthy. Um, I know a lot of people look at Justin Herbert and, they, and, they, and they, he's kind of the chosen one that hasn't really gotten gotten them to a point where some of the other guys like Hurts and Allen have gotten their teams. But uh, I like what they're doing out there. Uh, you know, the coach scares me because he doesn't know when to punt the football or, or he doesn't like three points sometimes. <laughs> but overall, th- their talent, at some point when their talent stays healthy, because this is a, a, a league that's built on talent. Like if my players are better than yours, as long as the coach usually doesn't screw it up, I'm going to win. And they got a lot of talent out there in, in LA. And so I think based on the the past history, a lot of people have been burned picking the charges. And I think a lot of people are going to be off of them. I think the charges are going to surprise some people this year in a loaded AFC. Well, that's what I was going to say. Is it, can they surprise some people enough to overtake the chiefs in the AFC West? Because that division expected to be pretty competitive, especially with the Broncos bringing in Sean Payton as their head coach. Can Russell Wilson get fixed? How do you think things might shake out in the division? Well, I mean, as long as Patrick Mahomes is in KC, they're going to own the division. I I think we were all fooled last year by saying that the West was maybe it's the toughest division ever. Like we didn't realize that the Raiders are going to be terrible and the Broncos are going to get a Russell Wilson and look washed up. 
Uh, but as we know, once you get into the dance called the postseason, it's about matchups. And I think, you know, if, if the Chargers are able to get into the postseason, which I think they will, and, and Brandon Staley can remember what got him the head coaching job, which is playing better defense, I think they, they'll be able to get some favorable matchups. And then it's about your stars got to play. Like once you get into the dance, you know, Herbert, who's going to command $50 million a year, he's got to play. When you look at some of the defense, both and those guys, they got to show up and they got to play uh, in, in the postseason. And so once you get these 14 teams in, I think usually any of those teams have an opportunity to win a championship. Booker, you know, you won two Super Bowls in your career. The year after winning the Super Bowl, uh, you know, it, it's always the hardest year ever because you've played long into the season. The offseason kind of creeps up really quick on you. Do you think that'll have an effect on Philadelphia? I mean, they are really talented, and I don't know if anybody's closed the gap on them other than San Francisco, maybe Dallas. But do you think that'll affect Philly at all? Yeah, it, it could affect them because what you're talking about, Michael, is a mindset issue. Like, if Philly is going into this season saying, okay, we're going to do the same things, we're going to dominate, we're going to get 70, 80 sacks on defense, our, our linebackers are going to be the weak link of our team, our corners are going to play great, and Jalen Hurts is going to be an MVP candidate, those things are probably not going to happen that way. Like, every year is different. And I think that if you're Sirianni, you got to approach, what can I get this team to be and be at their best? Because every team's going to be different. Like, Kansas City was different the last time they went to the Super Bowl as opposed to winning it this year. And, and I think as a coach, you got to figure out what this team is going to be. Maybe, you know, maybe you'd only get 50 sacks this year from a defensive standpoint. How are you going to be better? And I think that's the mistake as fans, as players, because it's human nature, right? Hey, we got everybody back. Think about the Buccaneers. The Buccaneers won the Super Bowl and said, let's run it back. And they were terrible the next year. Uh, and so it, it's never going to be the same. Even when you bring the same people back, it's not going to be the same. And so uh, the mindset of the team has to be set in training camp. Once the pads go on, you can't set the mindset in minicamp when everybody's running around in shorts and T-shirts. you got to set the mindset when people can actually get knocked upside of the head. And I think it's going to be up to the Eagles and their coaching staff to set the mindset and to figure out what this team in 2023 is going to be because it's going to be different in 2022. I don't care if you bring every single guy back, it's going to be a different team and they got to figure out what team they're going to be. And it's funny, usually a team that maybe over uh, exceeds expectations a little bit, or you have a quarterback that gets paid, usually that's the time to fade them. And I just don't feel that way about this Eagles team. I think they will come back strong and get over their season win total. You mentioned the Buccaneers, your former team. I've seen some national writers come out and say, including Peter King this past week, that the Buccaneers are a bottom two, three team for them going into this NFL season. Obviously, life without Tom Brady is going to be a little bit different. Baker Mayfield and Kyle Trask going head-to-head -head for the quarterback job this year. What do you make of this Bucks team and where they fit in things? Well, it's simple math to me. It's called accounting. At some point, when you borrow money against future cap to support the Tom Brady years, at some point you got to pay the banker back. And I think the Buccaneers yep. got a lot of debt. They got a lot of debt cap. They got to pay the banker back. And it, it, it's kind of simple math just to make up some numbers. If everybody else is spending $225 million on players and they got those players on the field, the Bucs are probably spending about $150. Well, guess what? I can buy more with $225 than you can with $150, so my team is going to be better. So I understand what Peter Keegan is saying. Uh, the best thing for the Bucs this year – is to be just good enough to be entertaining, but just bad enough to get a top five pick because the future quarterback of that team is not on the field. 
And if they can somehow finagle a way to be in the top two or three and be in the Drake May, Michael Penix, Caleb Williams uh, sweepstakes, I think that's the best thing for them. But if you ask any team, would you trade a Super Bowl for to be in the position the Bucks are in? Every team would trade that, including the Rams. The Rams are in the same situation. So, yeah, they're not going to be good this year, whether it's bottom two, bottom five. Either way, it's going to be a year that people in Tampa should hope to be entertained, but they're not going to win a lot of football games, I don't think. I agree with you. I think Todd Bowles is in just a horrible spot because he's got a, you know, he's paying the price for what they did in the past. And that price won a Super Bowl. Same thing. I was surprised Sean McVay went back because of that. You know, this is going to take a lot of work to do. But I want to ask you this question. Put your GM hat on, Booger. If you were the GM of the Arizona Cardinals and this season goes the way we all expect it to go and you end up with the first pick in the draft, would you take Caleb Williams or would you continue down the Kyler Murray road? Well, um, I'm a believer in, in Caleb Williams and what I've seen so far. I'm not a believer in Kyler Murray. Uh, and, and, and it has a little bit less to do with the physical skills and more to do with the mindset and the mental makeup. Like when you're in that position, being a quarterback, making $40, $50 million a year, there's a certain way you handle yourself. There's a certain way you do things. There's a certain way you carry yourself because you are, in fact, the CEO that everyone sees of my franchise. I just don't like the way the kid has carried himself from the moment he got in the league. It's almost as if when they hired Cliff and Cliff drafted him, he became so entitled that, hey, I've been running this offense since the sixth grade. I know what I'm doing. I don't need to do some of the other things that everybody else is doing. I don't need to be the quote-unquote CEO. I can pout. I can do things my way. And if the numbers would work out, meaning if if my owner says, okay, we're willing to deal with the salary cap ramifications of of cutting, because I don't think he can trade it of cutting a former uh, number one pick, a guy that we paid a lot of money, if the numbers would work out, yeah, I I would definitely not only entertain it, I would probably pull the trigger on it. And and I think it's something Arizona is going to have to really ponder. Uh, I don't think Kyler Murray is going to be able to play a large portion of this season, if at all. And so you're going to have to evaluate him based on what you've seen in the past. And I don't know if you've seen enough in the past that if you're Arizona, and you got the top two pick, not just Caleb Williams, Michael. I think Drake May has a chance to be uh, the yeah. number one pick, also based on what I know. Right. Like he, he's six five, he's two two twenty, he can run four five, run four six, and this is a kid that has his head on straight. Mac Brown has told me point blank directly, like he's had offers from other schools to come in there and get. They're going to pay him four or five million to leave and go elsewhere. He said, "No, I'm here in North Carolina." That tells me a lot about the kid and his mindset, and that's something that goes a lot farther than just the talent. So, yeah, Arizona and Gannon have got a lot to deal with and a lot to figure out this season. All right, anytime you're on the golf course, you always hear the phrase, hit it long and hit it straight. Well, as somebody who's a novice to the game of golf, a new person, I wanted to make sure I had the best equipment possible. So... As a novice golfer, I went and hit up our friends over at PXG because they have an all-new driver called the Black Ops. I mean, my man Chris over in Henderson has hooked me up with a phenomenal driver that's built to my game. My new game that doesn't really do much of anything on the course, but it has what I need in terms of the club head speed and the kind of grip that I need to go out there and be the best to my ability. I mean, this is music to ears to any golfer, whether you're a novice like myself or if you've been playing the game for decades. The PXG Black Ops 
driver is a breakthrough in driver technology. It's a complete and total victory in golf club engineering, unlike anything you've ever seen before. Black Op drivers are adjustable to deliver a combined MOI of 10,000 plus for unreal forgiveness. That's just ridiculously high. So what you gotta do, go check out the PXG Black Ops Driver. You'll be as impressed with it as I am. Learn more and get free shipping on all equipment at pxg.com slash gmshuffle and use code gmshuffle at checkout. That's pxg.com slash gmshuffle, code gmshuffle for free shipping on all equipment, pxg.com slash gmshuffle, code gmshuffle. We will welcome into the show Brian Baldinger, NFL Network host, analyst, and insider, former longtime NFL offensive lineman at NFL Baldy on Twitter. And of course, Brian, you and Michael go way back. You were in the trenches looking at film together back in the day at NFL Network. And um, I just started working with Michael a couple months ago. So I was wondering if you have any good Lombardi film session stories for me <laughs> no, so I can no. get some dirt. <laughs> Well, uh, you know, some of that stuff, uh, Stormy, should just stay between the walls here at, uh, <laughs> at NFL Films. I'm not, I'm not sure that some of these things should be broadcast over the national airwaves right now. Fair. Yeah, I think you're right, Baldy. Let, let's talk about the, the impact of the draft as it relates to some of this team. Where are you yeah. on Bryce's young influence on what I think is a really good – I mean, Carolina's not a first pick of the draft talent team. And how much inf- how much impact do you think he can make on their season next year? Well, I think, you know, they're a pretty well-built team. You know, I mean, I think Matt Rule started it. And, you know, you look at just the offensive line alone. I mean, it's a quality offensive line. They've, they've addressed it through the draft, Mike. They've addressed it through free agency. But, you know, I mean, picking up Icky last year was a really good pickup. And picking up Bozeman and Corbett. You know, and I always thought Taylor Moten was a quality right tackle. So I think the offensive line is there. They got a lot of, you know, they got a very good secondary, very talented secondary. And so, you know, Brian Burns and Derek Brown were really good picks. I mean, they got a lot of pieces in place. Um, You know, and look, Frank Reich's got a good staff right there, Mike. I mean, I think they could compete this year. If Bryce Young comes out and, you know, takes care of the football, and but yet is still aggressive. And, you know, can stay healthy and stay on, you know, stay up for 17 games. I think Carolina can compete this year. They did with Sam Darnold the last six weeks of the season last year when they won four of the last six and were in every game, Mike. So I think the foundation is pretty good right now with Carolina. Yeah, and I mean, anytime you're breaking in a rookie quarterback, there's going to be some growing pains, but you do at least have the good fortune of playing in one of the weaker divisions in the NFL as well. And and as you were listening to the draft and watching all these players get selected, did you see somebody that when they were taken by a certain team, you thought, wow, that guy is going to be able to make an immediate impact and be a difference maker for that team? Well, I mean, I thought Devin Witherspoon was the best corner in this draft by far. You know, and he went he went early, and I didn't think he was going to be around. I mean, I, you know, for him to go to Seattle, I mean, it almost looks like they're rebuilding the Legion of Boom in Seattle. What they did in the draft last year, what they have in Quandre Diggs, you had Witherspoon right now. I mean, I haven't seen a corner hit like that. Mike, you have a pretty good yeah. uh, reference on this. I mean, that guy, his his physicality, his ability to read routes, jump routes. I mean, I. And you get him with the opposite the corner they have from a year ago. I mean, I, I just think that guy right there, I mean, you have to go very far in the draft, he said, before he said, that guy's going to make an impact. 
Yeah, I, I agree, Baldy. I think one of the things that I think when you talk about the Legion of Boom, one of the things that I think Pete's not not been able to have is that that three technique. You know, he hasn't had the Michael Bennett. He hasn't had that guy that really creates problems. And we all talk about the NFL is like everybody has a great three technique, yet you and I both know they're very few and far between. And Dramonte Jones uh, gives them that guy in there. He played well for Denver last year. So I, I do believe they're closing the gap on 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 the 49ers. Are they there yet? I don't know, but I do think they had another really good draft. I, I believe they can do that. Let's. I want to ask you about Washington. I look at Washington's mm-hmm. team on tape and I say they yeah. should be better than seven wins, right? Like, and I know Sam Howe's a rookie quarterback, but for me, Washington's too good on defense, although they don't force turnovers, and yet they should be better with their skilled players. Where are you at with this Washington football team? Well, I mean, a lot of it's going to fall on the quarterback. I mean, I, I can't believe how much they seem, from the, at least from the outside, Mike, to be all in on Sam. Now, he started one game. Okay. Well, you go back to 2017, Patrick Mahomes started one game. You know, and then it was the, shortly after he was the MVP. I, I don't foresee that with Sam Howell. But if he's, if he's better than what they've lined up under center over the last decade, if he's better in that department, I mean, they've got a lot of pieces in place. And defensively, if Chase Young becomes anywhere near what he looked like at times, his rookie year, I mean, their front is really, really talented. And so you had the pieces that they did, and, you know, whether it's Emmanuel Forbes right now in the secondary or Jatavius Martin. I mean, they kind of really try to strengthen their secondary in the draft. Um, I thought they were competitive with Dallas last year. And they beat the Eagles when they were 8-0 last year, Mike. And, you know, they went to the, uh, to the mat with the Giants twice. Like, why can't they compete in the NFC East? I I don't think anybody's that much further ahead of them right now, except, you know, Philadelphia, you know, I mean, obviously you make a Super Bowl run, you make a Super Bowl run. Uh, they still got to go do it. But Washington lined up and ran the ball right at them. They, they, after they ran the ball against them on Monday night and beat them, Mike, uh, you know, how he went out there and got themselves in Dominican Sue and picked up some defensive tackles to try to stop the run the rest of the season. Brian Baldinger with us of NFL Networks, like even in the midst of the NBA and NHL playoffs, the NFL still getting people more excited and geeked out that we have schedules for games that aren't even going to be starting until September. Um, But to me, like sometimes equally as important as the opponents that you play on the schedule are the when, the where, the situation with which you are playing them. Were there any big takeaways from the schedule release for certain teams for you thinking that, hey, they're going to have a really tough go of it early or maybe that schedule is really going to play to their advantage? Any big takeaways? Well, I think most of them have been covered, Stormy. I just thought, you know, the NFL makes very few mistakes when it comes to the schedule. I mean, we'll see if Detroit can go into Kansas City on, you know, September whatever it is, eighth or seventh or eighth, and, you know, knock off the world champs or compete with the world champs. I had my doubts. But I just thought, like, opening week, Stormy, honestly, you got eight division games. You want to kind of stack yourself up in the division. I mean, you don't have to go very far. I mean, you, you look at just, you know, Atlanta, Carolina, week one. You know, you, you go through the whole, um, you know, schedule right here, Chicago and Green Bay, Chicago better. Where's What's Green Bay? You kind of, you know, you look at these teams in their own division and you kind of try to make some, uh, you know, some assertions about what's going to happen uh, within that division. And so 
I thought they got that right. Usually they kind of stack these things at the end of the season, the Giants, Dallas, week one. I mean, you, you find out a lot about these division matchups week one and how teams can compete in them. Yeah, I, I agree, Baldy. I think to me, the league doesn't doesn't mess it up too much. Where are you quickly on the Jets? Are you all in that they're just going to just take this giant 12-win season, or are you a little cautiously optimistic? I'm cautiously optimistic, Mike. There's a, a bad history in that building. Um, i got to see more from Robert Sala. Um, you got to be more than a defensive line coach in this business. There's a lot of strategy in play. You kind of grow into the job sometimes. Sometimes you're made for the job. But I haven't seen Robert Sala in, in some of these situations where, whether it's time management, Mike, uh, in preparation for a team. I mean, you got to do more than just rush four on defense and say, okay, we'll just let those guys go to, you know, go hunt. And then offensively, they may change the coordinator positions. Um, let's just see. Let's just see what Nathaniel Hackett, let's see what they do offensively, because I thought they were awful uh, a year ago, regardless of the quarterback situation. I thought they were unimaginative. I didn't think they played to their strengths. And so let's just see if they can build an offensive line that can stay healthy. And let's just see if, if the coaching staff can compete on that end of it with some of the other coaches in that division. Last 30 seconds, they're trying to make the playoffs for the first time since 2012. What's a successful season for them, though, given what they have gone out and done to get Aaron Rodgers? Well, they're all in on Aaron. And so, you know, whether he plays a year, two years, or whatever it is, I mean, they got to be a playoff team. Uh, you know, if they finish 9-8 and eight and they're on the outside looking in, if they're 10-7 and seven and they don't qualify, that's going to be a disappointing season. I mean, he's there to get them into the playoffs. And they have drafted pretty well. Joe Douglas has done a good job. It's up to Aaron right now. Uh, he's getting what he wants, you know, from the standpoint of talent and certain players. We might get a few more before the season starts. Um, they got to be a playoff team for this thing to be anywhere near close because they miss on Zach Wilson. And when you miss on Zach Wilson, sometimes you got to go overpay to get a guy like Aaron Rodgers. Go to vsun.com slash subscribe to become a vsun pro subscriber today.